What is up, everybody? My name is Ray, and this is Ray Loves Movies. Uh, I told you before in the last episode, gave you a heads up what I was going to talk about in this episode, and that's what I'm doing. Uh, I watched The Room. This is a double, special double feature. Double, double feature? Yeah, there you go. Uh, I watched The Room, right? The uh, worst movie ever made, uh, slash you know, my opinions very soon. Uh, and then I saw the recent release, The Disaster Artist, which is based on the making of the, based on a book written by one of the guys who helped make the original movie. Uh, this is a movie based on The Disaster Artist, which is the name of the book. Uh, so I watched that yesterday, and I watched The Room probably two days ago. Uh, so now I'm here to talk about both of them in a cohesive interview involving both aspects of this epic tale uh so i want to start off with the room okay i had heard about the room from people on podcasts and it has this kind of like cult following where there's special screenings kind of similar to the rocky horror picture show uh and like people bring spoons which i still i must have missed the spoon thing in the movie but I, they bring spoons uh and uh it's just it's like this event that happens watching the room uh so a little background on the room real quick uh it it came out in 2003 uh it was made by tommy Wiseau and greg testero uh tommy Wiseau is kind of an ambiguous figure, uh, a very big question mark as far as uh, who he is, where he's from, how much, mu how he was able to afford everything, how old he is. Many mysteries revolving around Tommy Wiseau. Uh, so he wrote, directed, financed uh, The Room. And, uh, you know, so I'd heard a lot about it. Uh, I still haven't watched it because very, like, when it comes to like the category of movie that that is the the like so bad it's good it's tough for me a lot of the times those movies i have to be in the right mindset to enjoy uh so this one uh i just never got around to watching it and since the disaster artist is coming out i was hearing such good things uh i figured it be uh necessary that i watch the source material, the the actual movie, to see just how bad the room is, you know, because I'd heard it being like it's 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 bad in every way, and that description is very very apt uh, with the room. Um, it was horrible in every way. The writing was bad, the acting was bad, the directing was bad, the cinematography was bad. Uh, the music was bad the the sex scenes the four i think there are four sex scenes were bad there's just things that happen in the movie that just are random things that happen that never pay off anything they're just huge weird things that happen there's characters that have like strange motivations but uh yeah so i highly recommend you got, I mean, you could go see The Disaster Artist before, but I don't think you really appreciate it as much as if you, if you see The Room first. Uh, so The Room, so I watched The Room. 
I decided to get high, smoke smoke some of a joint. You know, I didn't smoke the whole joint. Smoked about half a joint, uh, just to just to prepare myself mentally to get in. I sat down without any distractions. I sat down with any preconceived notion of what I'm going to see. I just sat down to experience and witness the film that is known as The Room. And I did. And from the outset of the movie, the score is very much like a, almost like a, like a Lord of the Rings ripoff, but like if Lord of the Rings came out in like the 80s. You know, very cheesy, kind of like almost video gamey or like uh like like made for tv movie score um so that's interesting you know and then and then you start seeing the acting and you see how like there's just no connection with what's their the reason for saying things and how they say things and what things they say I, I don't think it's even possible to spoil the room necessarily. I mean, I guess the end of the movie I might be a spoiler, but there's no real plot to the movie. Things just kind of happen. It's almost like it's almost like like a um fuck, what's that what's that director's name? Uh it sounds like a girl's name, but it's not. He did Gumo. Uh and um fuck. What's his name? The Gummo guy. Because he does stuff that's like, it doesn't, and trash humpers. Um, Gumo. Gumo. From 1997. Directed by Harmony Kareen. Jesus. Um, but, I mean, it, it doesn't have any of the sensibility of Harmony Kareen or the artistry of, of what Harmony does. But, uh the, as far as like any kind of plot or or anything like that oh my god there's another cop patrol cop coming up to me are you serious right now coming out citizen on patrol this is weird parked right there in his suv um so tommy was so I, you know, who knows what his intentions were as far as as far as that goes. Uh, but very, very interesting. Um, so no connection. So a couple things that off the top of my head uh, were very interesting as far as uh, what was going on. So what or what I was reminded of while watching this, because it's like so what they're saying is so disconnected and like just their their movements. So I broke down the acting to like the physical acting as well as the voice acting. And the physical acting reminds me of like uh, Team America because it's just like human bodies just kind of moving in very unnatural, unrealistic ways. And, uh, you know, it, it's it, like there's these love scenes that take way too long to go like they just keep going and going and the music like they have like actual like you know r&b but you know not good r&b music of oh, citizen on patrols moving along old man it's so weird he stopped like triple parked and then 
Now he's moving along. Anyway, so the acting, like all I could think of was Team America World Police. That's all I could think of. And it's human beings, human actors. And then the like how they deliver their lines and like just like how the words that the, the what they're saying with what's going on, it's very much like drunk history. So it's like if you had you know, the audio for for all the actors being done by Drunk History and the, like, the movements of the human bodies being controlled by the puppeteers of Team America. Like, that's, like, like, that's what you're watching on screen. That's how I would explain the ridiculousness of all of the actors. And then the pinnacle, the one, the pinnacle of the acting and, like, the ridiculousness is by far Tommy Wiseau, the main character. He's like, I mean, he wrote the script, so he's like, every character in this movie that's not him gushes about how amazing he is and how he does things for different people out of the goodness of his heart. And, uh, and like, it, it, and he has this, like, which apparently is his normal way of speaking. He has this, like, almost like just came from the dentist but you know kind of like european accent even though he tells everybody in in the disaster artist he tells everybody that he's from new orleans new orleans uh but clearly not um so it it's just like he you like everybody else's performance is like horrible, bad, and then like next level bad is Wusso. Like next level bad. Like people couldn't fake how bad this movie is. And because of that, like because it's so naturally bad, I think is why it's so funny. Because it was by far, it was like the funniest movie I've ever seen. For like, because of how bad it was. It was very much the best so bad it's good movie that I could ever imagine. And it's even even despite all the hype and the movie coming out and all this stuff, maybe I was just in the perfect mood to like watch it and if I had tried to watch it, you know, with in a different mood or whatever, then maybe it would be a different situation and I wouldn't have liked it as much. But I fucking loved it. It was like middle of the day, and I just, you know, I think being high helped a lot. But, um, so yeah, the love scenes. So there's a couple things that I want to touch on, how re fucking ridiculous they are. First off, the love scenes. There's like, there's like, actually, you know what? There's probably, there's, there's just a few. There's random love scene by two characters that just kind of show up at his house and in his apartment and just like no explanation whatsoever. Um, they just kind of show up and there's just like this like overly done love scene involving like chocolates. And this is like the third or fourth love scene in the movie, right? Because the first love scene is Wuso and his girlfriend. And it's like, you know, it's like white sheets, candles everywhere. And then like, uh, like the cheesiest use of like a rose and petals 
but it, and it's like every time he has sex it has to have the rose it's like he can only he can only fuck under certain conditions apparently Tom Uso or a Johnny his character name so so that was weird that was weird uh and then there's like his girlfriend is cheating on him with his best best friends you know spoilers and there's this love scene on the stairs which like when they kiss it's almost like they just they're just just opening and closing their mouths and then smushing heads together it's like you could probably get anybody with no chemistry whatsoever to be pull off a more believable just kiss let alone love scene on stairs but so horrible it's just like these and they last three times they last as long as the end of lord of the rings lasts and there's four four or five love scenes for sure like three of them or four of them last way too long like they they could have ended like five times but so love scenes are ridiculous the kid denny is like the most awkward most awkward addition to the the movie like it's uncomfortable how awkward it is to watch him in this movie this like kid wearing a, a, a absolutely fake wig who is way older than he should be playing a child and like the interactions he has like he shows up and it's like he has these weird interactions with with Tommy Wiseau's girlfriend and then like they go upstairs to to not even start the first love scene. They're pillow fighting in their bed with the fucking draped fucking, you know, linen that's on the the majestic bed of fucking. And like he shows up and then he starts, you know, pillow fighting with them. It's like what the fuck is like every moment in this movie I'm saying to myself, "What the fuck is going on right now?" Like it's so confusing. That's why it's so funny. And then the acting on top of that is just horrific. So it's like, it's the most confusing thing to like behold for the first time watching it. So I didn't get Denny. I didn't get Denny. There's like another character like towards the end of the movie at like a wedding or something. For some reason they're wearing tuxedos. I don't remember why. They probably don't explain why. And they decide to, you know, play football, which is like so fucking weird. There's, like, the dude that, like, the with the scene and the chocolates, like, that dude has the most, like, animated face. Like, he almost, his face almost shows that, like, he knows he's in, like, a super cheese ball bad movie, but, like, nobody else knows. Everybody else is trying to give, like, some kind of performance or whatever. Um, but, like, yeah, there's zero chemistry there's like phone scenes where people are talking to each other on the phone and it's like it's like they had no idea they were kept in the dark what the intent of anything was when they are doing these scenes it is the most weird thing and then there's like parts of it that are like so after school specialty like it had like such an after school special vibe in moments that is like it was just it was weird man it was weird but I highly recommend going to watch The Room or watching The Room. I watched it on my Fire Stick. Um, but uh, it's not an easy... I think you could buy it directly through his website. It's the only way, like theroommovie.com or something like that. But uh, I'm sure you can find it online. 
maybe YouTube, maybe uh, maybe other other means, uh, by other means. But uh, I highly recommend checking it out if you get a chance. Watch the room. Go in, go in, knowing that you're about to experience uh, a comedic form of entertainment. Like, don't don't try to like break down anything in this movie. I mean, this. I mean, that probably causes seizures. Anybody trying to actually kind of follow any kind of plot or try and understand at any point. Like, I remember, like, halfway through, two-thirds of the way through this movie, I'm going, what the fuck is this movie about? It's just like random things happen, and, like, Tommy Wiseau has this weird fucking accent, which is, like, the funniest shit ever. <clears throat> anyway, check it out. So, The Disaster Artist, which is getting great reviews. I'm not sure what... Uh, actually, I want to read what the synopsis is for the room johnny is a successful banker which at no point do i know he i know he's like throughout the movie they're like constantly talking about him getting a raise or up for promotion or whatever uh so johnny is a successful banker who lives happily in san francisco in a in a san francisco townhouse with his fiance lisa one day inexplicably she gets bored with him and decides to seduce his best friend, Mark. From there, nothing will... Fucking shit. Uh, nothing will be the same again. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, Greg Sestero, which I think he's the guy that wrote The Disaster Artist, uh, what played his best friend, Mark. Um... So, yeah, I don't see, I'm trying to see if he was in other stuff. I guess he's been in a few things. Um, so that's Disaster Artist. Now, moving back to, or uh, that's The Room. So, yeah, so I went and saw The Disaster Artist. Uh, no old people in this screening. Uh, it was very empty screening. A few uh, people my age or younger, which I enjoyed. There was no disturbance um, from the force. Let me read the the uh, the synopsis for The Disaster Artist. When Greg Sestero, an aspiring film actor, meets with meets the weird and mysterious Tommy Wiseau in an acting class, they form a unique friendship and travel to Hollywood to make their dreams come true. Wiseau, uh, played by James Franco, uh, Mark, played by or Greg, played by Dave Franco, his brother. Um, and this has got, see who directed, James Franco also directed it, which for a directorial debut, I think maybe debut, um, I thought it was great. And he was also, he did, I thought he did a fucking amazing Tommy Wiseau. First off, watching The Room, like I could see James Franco in, like I could see like mild like similarities in their, in their facial structure. Like nose, chin, everything. So it wasn't that much. And they put some prosthetic prosthetics on uh, Franco to make him look a little uglier, um, to make him and like, Wissero uh, had a uh, Tommy was so I mean had like a, a little like kind of a wider face too. So you know I don't know. They did a great job to make him look, and he did fucking performance wise, by far the best like like closest performance to anybody of the originals like 
you know, everybody else is a decent, is a good actor. So it's not like, like even in their trying to be bad performance of the movie, uh, they still do it better. Um, but yeah, so it's, you know, they meet, the movie starts with uh, this like acting class in San Francisco and Dave Franco is up there and he's doing like this horrible like monologue from Shakespeare or some shit. And then uh, the teacher asks if there's anybody else that wants to do a thing. And, and Tommy does it and just kind of goes up on stage and just does weird shit. Just does completely weird shit. And he's wearing, like, you know, weird clothes like he does in the in the movie The Room. Um, but it was just, like, so many, so many moments of when they start filming, which it takes a while. There's a lot of setup before they start actually making the movie. Um, like it shows, you know, they just decide to move to California. Wusso has like an apartment in San Francisco and an apartment in LA. And he just kind of, you know, drives a, uh, Mer- was it a Mercedes? I think it was a Mercedes. Um, so it's like, he's cl- very clear that he has money. There's even a scene, um, uh, where the, uh, script advisor played by, uh, Seth, Seth Rogen, he goes to cash a check. And he asked the the bank teller, you know, not thinking that it, it was even going to cash. Uh, and then when it does, you know, how surprising it is. And like the bank teller just tells him, yeah, it's like, you know, it's it's uh, ooh, we got an undercover or something. Not a cop car, not a standard cop car. Uh, yeah, so it's very clear they lay out that he's got money. They ask him many times where he's from, and he's, like, the whole time he's like, never talk about me. Don't talk about, you know, where I live, how old I am, what, you know, all this shit. Um, and then while he's making the movie, he's also having uh, somebody film, like, a behind-the-scenes documentary kind of a thing, and he uses that to spy on the crew, and he finds out the crew. So it's like it's really, it's really like a, a, a fi- like a, a an acted out making of, like instead of having a making of documentary of the room, it's like you know uh, a scripted, acted, uh, re retelling of how it was made, and it was just super interesting. Like the movie's really good. Um, I love how it ends. It ends and it shows. Um, it shows the original people and then it actually shows face to face clips of the from the room and then the reenactments and how like dead on like like cadences and everything are almost like synced up perfectly. Uh, but yeah, so many fuck. It's just like if you've seen the room, then hi- I highly recommend you got to see the disaster artist and you'll 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 make it'll you you. It kind of it makes a lot more sense once you watch the disaster artists seeing how the room turned out. Like it makes sense. Uh, so I highly recommend that. Uh, and you know, as just a movie, even if you don't have any desire to see the room, maybe after you watch this, you will because you watch. If I can imagine watching the the disaster artist first and not seeing the room and just thinking that what they're showing on the disaster artist is like clearly overdone and exaggerated for the movie. Uh, but, but when you watch it, you, you know, if you've seen the room, you know, that's like, Oh, that, that's why it was, that's why we got the performances we got. That's, that's when, you know, 
like how having a good director or a bad director can like really influence how good a movie can turn out. Um, especially performances to make sure you get the right performances from your actors. And Wiseau was the director of this thing, so it was like the fucking crew trying to, you know, help them uh, give good performances. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. That's I think that's all I have to say. I really enjoyed the Disaster Artist. Uh, it's a great movie. The Room is hilarious. Like after I finished watching it, like ever since I watched it, I really just want to watch it again. Like I want to I want to watch it a few times because it's like I'm sure there's little things that I missed that are just hilarious. I there has to be like the spoon thing. I don't know what the fuck the spoon thing is, but I I know it would be probably fucking hilarious, uh, whatever it is. Um, And I wouldn't mind going to one of those screenings if I lived in L.A. or uh, if they have one out here in the valley. Um, That would be cool. But yeah, so that's my double double feature review of The Room and The Disaster Artist. Uh, I didn't really get into The Disaster Artist much. I talked far more about The Room. Uh, but The Disaster Artist is good. I mean, it's basically the making of the movie I was discussing. So if, if it sounds interesting at all, then I think you'd want to go see The Disaster Artist because, you know, and, and for sure watch The Room. I mean, I, I don't understand. you got to watch both of these movies. Like, Whoever comes out with the, the, they should seriously sell, they should partner up with with Wusso or buy the rights from him or whatever it is, even though I'm sure he doesn't need the money, um, and, and uh, fucking do a double f- feature release, you know, put, put the room on iTunes finally. And it was nice because at the end of the movie, like the end of The Disaster Artist, ends with a screening of the movie. And that's where everybody involved finds out what a piece of shit that they were involved with. And uh, the way that that's what happens in, that, in those moments, I thought brought a lot of heart and a lot of, a lot of good, good, good feelings to the movie. And it wasn't just like an attack, really. Like, I, I felt good. It gave me good feels um, watching it. So... Go watch them both. Uh, this is Ray Loves Movies. You can follow me. You can give me uh, recommendations for movies that you want me to review and watch uh, in the other order because I generally like to review them after I watch them and not the other way around. Uh, next weekend on the 15th is the new Star Wars movie, Star Wars The Last Jedi, I believe it's called. Uh, the 15th is also my birthday, so I might go watch that on my birthday. Uh, I may also not watch it on my birthday. I may not feel like doing shit on my birthday. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to be reviewing that. Not sure if it's going to be the next review, but it'll definitely be a review that's coming out uh, within the week, within the next week. Uh, So look forward to that. But if you have other recommendations for me, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, I try to put polls up every once in a while of movies that I'm considering to watch that have come out. Uh, A lot of the times I end up going to see all of them anyway, but... Not always. And if there's something you don't think that's on my radar that's coming out you think I should watch, for sure let me know uh, because I'm always down to watch movies, uh, especially if they're available in my area. Um, a lot of I've noticed that there's not a whole lot of variety of independent movies out here in the Valley, uh, but there are some. 
there are a couple theaters out here that will show those movies uh some of them anyway uh and if you want to check out all of my artwork i release new art every day part of the the many faces abstract portrait series which is i do ink on paper uh artwork uh paint draw uh with ink uh the many faces i release a new one every day on instagram you can follow me there at ray taylor as well you can go to my website, inspireddisorder.com. It's where you can buy those, those pieces of art as well as art prints. I have Photoshop series from the Inspired Disorder podcast. There are uh, links to subscribe to all of the projects that I'm working on. This show, Early Retirement Vlog, uh, The Many Faces, and uh, in the future, again, coming back again, IDP and uh, The Ultimate Movie Championship. And if you want to donate a dollar to help support me, if, if you're not one for buying artwork or prints, you got your walls covered and they're set and ready to go and you just want to throw some extra change my way, go to patreon.com slash inspired disorder. Donate a dollar. It's a monthly donation. So $12 a year doesn't really affect most people. Uh, so if you want to help support in that way, I highly recommend it. And uh, perks, if you want to donate more per month, and uh, I say it a lot. I haven't gotten a chance to work on it, but I plan on upgrading the perks uh, for that to kind of encompass what I'm working on as well as the goals. Uh, so go on over to patreon.com slash disorder and check that all out. That's it for Ray Loves Movies. Hope you have a great week. Enjoy your show. Peace out.